0: Hello my gorgeous strong babe and welcome back to the strong babe collective podcast if we have not already met My name is taylor ray, and I am the creator of strong babe collective I'm the host of the strong babe collective podcast and I just want you to think of me as your high vibe bestie I'm literally here to deliver you all things manifestation Empowerment self-love and helping you to manifest the life that you are so so worthy of it is literally my mission in this life to help you to step into your power and to call in everything that you desire. It is everything to me to help you to realize that you already have within you the power to have, do, and be whatever it is that you want in this life. And that is what this podcast is all about. I wanted to take a quick little second to remind you that if you haven't already registered for my free manifesting masterclass, there is still time for you to go and do that. Honestly, I'm so excited for you to come along to this free online masterclass where i I'm going to be sharing with you three of the biggest secrets that changed everything for me when it came to manifesting my biggest desires. What I'm sharing on this masterclass literally took me from broke, burnt out, and broken to aligned, abundant, and attracting my biggest desires with ease. And I'm so excited to be sharing it all with you on this masterclass. If you haven't already registered to go and grab your free seat for the masterclass, what are you waiting for? You can go and grab it right now by heading to www.strongbabe.co forward slash masterclass And I will also pop the link to that one in the show notes for you below. Now, on today's episode, I am so excited to be bringing to you such an incredible interview that I had with an incredible soul. Her name is Kelsey Ayada, and she is a self love expert, an author, a psychic medium, and the go to person for understanding what it really means to show yourself self love and to learn how to do it properly. Kelsey is a next generation thought leader who has taught thousands of people how to own their power and win at life. And she is on a mission to empower people to step into their greatness. the same actionable inspiration that helped her to beat depression and to become one of the most fulfilled people that she knows. Honestly, it was the most incredible interview, and I just absolutely loved speaking with Kelsey, and I know that you are going to love this interview as well. Inside of this episode, we go over how to tell the difference between a soulmate and a twin flame, and Kelsey goes into so much detail with what this actually looked like in her own life. You're going to love this story. We go over how to actually redefine high vibe and what it really means to raise your vibration and why maybe up until this point, you might've had been looking at it in a way that doesn't serve you and how to actually look at it in a whole new light. We talk about why ego is not a bad thing and how it's actually something that serves you. And we talk about how Kelsey actually made her journey into becoming a psychic medium. I was in awe of this story and it is so, so incredible hearing how she actually unlocked that within her in the first place. We're going over why all emotions are valid and how feeling into them is all such a key to manifestation as well as so much more when it comes to self-love, stepping into your power and truly calling in the life that you so deserve. So I am so excited to get into this interview with you. I'm so excited to share all of these high vibe shifts with you. And I know that you are going to absolutely love it as always, my love. Everything happens in divine timing. The universe is always delivering you the exact messages that you need to hear, and I know that you are here and listening to this episode for a reason. So as you go through, if you enjoy this episode, definitely make sure that you let me know by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories and tagging me at Strong Babe Collective so that I see it, so I can share a little bit of high vibe love with you, and so I can connect with you even further on your manifestation journey. I so hope you enjoy this interview, and let's get right into it. Welcome, gorgeous Kelsey. I'm so excited to have you here on the Strong Babe Collective podcast. How are you? Yay! Thanks. I'm really good. How are you? Very well. Very excited to be chatting from across the seas. <laughs> I know. We jumped on like talking about our different accents and how far away our worlds are, but how divine and amazing it is that we can connect so easily through the internet. Like it's incredible, hey. <laughs> It really is. I made some of my best friends on the internet. So never underestimate the power
1: of social media. I think it gets a bad rep, but if you use it in the right way with good intentions, like you can really use it to amplify your life.
0: I for so sure. agree. I so agree. I feel like I've spoken about this in the past, but same thing. Like, you know, it does get a bit of a bad rap, but you know, when you do use it in a way where you are just so intentional about what you're using it for, and you come from that place of like really wanting to establish those connections, it's pure magic. And I'm so the same. Like some of my best friends, like I've never actually met in real life, but we have this connection and it's, it's stemmed through Instagram. Like it's amazing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's really funny. I have one friend who I met on Facebook in a group and then I ended up visiting her and I had only just met her on Facebook and then I stayed with her for like a week. We hit it off. I have another friend who's one of my best friends who I'm going to co-host a radio show with later down the road and we met online. So it's just like miracles all the time.
0: So good. So good. (laughs) Thank you, universe, for the internet. (laughs) Yes super grateful all right Han. so obviously i'm super excited to have you here on the show but for those of us who haven't actually met you yet to so the listeners who don't know who you are as yet i want to do something a little bit fun and it's called a little high vibe hello so i just want to get the ball rolling with that does that sound good to you just a few quick little questions get listeners familiar with who you are and what you do sound good yeah sounds great i like how it rhymes yeah. I, look, I love a good little alliteration or something fun that just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> All right, darling. So what is your name? My name is Kelsey
1: Aida. That's technically my first and middle name. My last name is too hard. So I just <laughs> drop it most of the time.
0: That's we don't need that. Amazing. It's so funny. I actually think most people won't know this on the podcast because a lot of people that I interact with, like whenever I bring it up, They have no idea, like they're always so surprised. But Ray is not my last name either, it's actually my middle name as well. So,
1: both go by our first and middle. Look at us, (laughs) we're twins. (laughs) twins. Okay, Okay, so where are you from? I am originally from California, I'm a California girl, and right now I'm currently living in Columbus, Ohio, out in the Midwest. The Midwest, what took you there? Oh my god fate destiny i'm pretty sure my twin flame manifested me coming here because i met him not too long ago here and he's from brazil so like we both
0: just traveled across you know
1: continents to meet each other no big deal that's
0: amazing <laughs> we're going to come back to that i feel like that's something that we need to dive down <laughs> um and what do you do well I've done a
1: lot of things in the past, but now I would say I'm a full-time blogger and author, and I basically specialize in teaching people how to own their power and win at life. So what that means for me is a lot of manifesting stuff, deliberate creation, just living your life with more intention, getting in alignment, feeling good on purpose, knowing how to navigate your emotions, feeling love for yourself, feeling love for others. So basically I like to teach anything that's going to make you feel better and live a better life. It's kind of like my blog, I would describe it as like a spiritual, personal growth, personal development, self-helpy situation.
0: That's so good. I literally love every yeah. single word that you said. I was like, <laughs> like all the good vibes, like everything. And that's obviously what we're all about here at the Strong Web Collective Podcast. So that's magic. Like, I love that. And I love seeing babes like yourself, like stepping into their power and just shining their light so bright for others. So congrats to you for doing that because it's obviously having a massive impact. That's magic. Um, all right. Describe yourself in three words. Ooh. For some reason, spunky is
1: coming to mind, even though I've never used that word to describe myself, but I feel like I'm like channeling it. Like my spirit team is like, okay, Kels, you're spunky. I'm also extremely creative mm-hmm. and I'm very sensitive.
0: Beautiful. I love that. And I love that you just went with the divine flow. Easier to just go with what comes through <laughs> yeah. with intuition than okay. to it. <laughs> spunky it is. Okay. If you only had one day left on earth, what would you spend your time doing? Whoa, that's such a profound question. Mm,
1: diving Rod right in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think I would just spend time with my loved ones doing something fun. I would eat a lot of mac and cheese. <laughs> I would get a massage. I'd hang out by the pool. I kind of like to do like the luxury bougie relaxation stuff plus mac and cheese Perfect. plus friends and family. I think that would be it.
0: I like it. I like it. (laughs) Um, what is one thing that can always raise your vibes?
1: Ooh, um, this is going to be an interesting answer, but actually crying. It's like a huge release for me. So if I'm feeling heavy or stressed or sad when I cry, then I feel better immediately after.
0: Totally. I love that. That's actually such a good answer. And it's definitely not one that I would normally get. Um, it's very polar opposite to what most people would jump to. And I think that you're absolutely spot on. And a lot of the time, you know, when it comes to raising vibes, like people are, like do the things that like straight away, like make you happy and lift you up. But sometimes like actually listening to what's going on internally and letting that release out is exactly what you need to do. So thank you. Nailed it there, girl. That's a good one. Um, what is one thing that you can't live without?
1: Mm. <laughs> Dancing, <laughs> moving, moving my body. Dancing, Yeah, if perfect. If I can't and, move my body, I feel like I'm like dying on the inside.
0: Yeah, totally, totally feel you on that one. Um, and what is a quote that you live by?
1: Mm, there's this really good quote and it goes something like, hopefully I don't butcher it, but mm. it's like, I never change. I simply become more myself. Oh, That's the
0: quote. That's like, I don't think you butchered it at all. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Add it to the list. I love that. Oh, amazing. Well, that just gives us a nice little overview as to you and it gives everyone a good idea of like who you are, where you come from, what you're all about. And I love it. And I'm really excited to dive in a little bit deeper. So I've got a few things that we're going to go over, but before we do, obviously I'm all about just like follow that divine flow. And the fact that you dived straight in to like the manifesting with the twin flame, like that's where I want to go. So <laughs> let's talk about that story. That, including <laughs>
1: myself. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's <laughs> talk about it. So, The funny thing is, okay, this is kind of a long story. Do you want like the longish version or like the shortish
0: version? Oh, go for the long one. Everyone always wants the details. Yeah, go for it.
1: (laughs) So about a year ago, I broke up with someone who I would consider like a soulmate, and we were together for about six years. But it just wasn't compatible in the end. We kind of outgrew each other. It just wasn't working. And so after that. I was in a lot of pain, but from the emotional healing that I had to do from the pain, I became a psychic medium out of nowhere. (laughs) So I started like opening up my psychic abilities. I started being able to communicate with people on the other side. Um, And it was this whole like crazy experience because I'm not one of those people like a lot of mediums when they were a kid, they could like see spirits or whatever. Like it's been like their whole life. For me, I just started being aware of it uh, like I'm 25, and it just happened. So <laughs> that that's amazing. An interesting part of the story. And then eventually I was like, you know, I really want to move to a different place. I want to experience seasons because I'm from San Diego where it's like kind of a desert. So I was like, I really want to experience like the fall and the winter and just go somewhere new. And I had some friends who lived here in the Midwest. So it was just a, a natural transition. And so I came here. And at first I was like dating around a little. I was It had been a while since my breakup, so I was ready. And I'm like a hopeless romantic. So romance to me is like everything. I love being in relationship. I love partnership. I love learning through relationships and like loving through relationships. And so I was just like, I want it. I really want it. So I was doing all the manifesting work and like calling in my partner. And I was like, I want it to feel this way. And I want us to both be growing and supporting each other and all this stuff. But what I didn't realize was that when I was asking for someone who would trigger me to grow, I think I was saying, I'm ready for my twin flame. And if you don't know what a twin flame is, it's like a type of soulmate, but it's not because they say that. Your twin flame is somebody who was created from the same soul essence as you. So it was like one soul put into two bodies, a male counterpart and a female counterpart. It can technically be like um, a same-sex couple, but one person embodies the feminine energy. Mm-hmm. And one person embodies the masculine energy. And so um, – yeah, I was just manifesting a partner. I didn't know anything about twin flames. I only mm. remember that before I learned about twin flames, I just always was kind of annoyed by that word. And now I understand why, because the twin <laughs> flame dynamic is not easy, like at all. Like mm. if you're not like that easy, like soulmate, like go with the flow, everything's really natural type of relationship. Like that's not what a twin flame dynamic is. It's very really- different. Like at first, the whole purpose of the twins is to if they do reincarnate at the same time, which is rare, and if they do meet on the physical plane, which is rare, then they're supposed to come together to learn how to love themselves and each other unconditionally, which means that they both mirror to each other the parts that they don't like in themselves so that when you love that person, even though they have all those traits that you don't like about yourself, you're learning how to love yourself. Does that make sense? They're mirroring to you all the things that you've pushed away, you've disowned, you haven't liked about yourself, but you love them, even though they have those things. So why can't you love you, even though you
0: have those things? You see? I love that. So it's kind of like highlighting the things within yourself that you need to work on, so that you learn to love them at the same time as learning Mm -hmm. to love yourself. Oh so God. when the twins
1: come together, at first, there's, like, all these stages. Girl, it's super complicated. We could do a whole <laughs> podcast on twin planes, <laughs> I, I swear. <laughs> we, I think we do need to do that because there's a lot. But basically, it's like, okay, the first stage is the twins meet. It's blissful. It's magical. It's passionate. It's, like, a crazy intense connection from, like, the first second. Mm-hmm. Then, there's usually a period where it starts to get hard and you start triggering each other and you start triggering all the past wounds in order to heal. So really, it's a gift, but it's hard as F. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss on this podcast, but it is fucking hard. (laughs) So you trigger the fuck out of each other, basically. Mm until you're both like cleansed and purged. And then essentially you both become enlightened and unconditionally loving. And then you can come together in union and live like a happily ever after. And you're supposed to like serve a mission on earth together, which is to embody unconditional love. And then those vibes spread. So it's like a really beautiful thing, but it is not the easiest. No. I would say that. If you're trying to manifest your twin twin flame, caution. Caution. You have (laughs) been warned by Kelsey Aida. You are asking for something else. Let me tell you.
0: The road ahead <laughs> is going to be a bumpy one. You yeah. have been warned. <laughs> no. More. Oh my gosh, amazing. That's so interesting. Like I did know about the terms, but I didn't know it in detail like that. And I didn't know about the difference between like twin flame and a soulmate. Um, and so that's like so interesting. So the relationship you were in before you said was like more like a soulmate and then obviously then manifested your twin flame. So can you talk a little bit about how you actually manifested your partner? Like I've talked about this on the podcast, but it's a question that I get so, so often. And I would love to have your perspective in terms of like what you actually did, the steps that you take. You took to actually call in your twin flame and you know Your other relationships with soul soulmate partners and things like that
1: Yeah, so I think the first thing I had to do was clear out the old partner and the old partnership and kind of cut those ties Emotionally and really do the emotional healing and the emotional work on myself in order to heal from the past relationship because that was Like step zero, you know before you can start calling in something new you have to make space right energetically emotionally so I did a lot of clearing, a lot of crying, a lot of healing. And then once that phase was kind of more so, more or less like done, even though you're never like fully done healing, but you know, I had done a lot. So then it was time to like call in something new, start getting intentional about what I wanted the partnership to feel like. So I'm a huge list person. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing is I just keep my vibe high all the time by doing all the high vibe things, you know, spending time in nature putting good things into my body, meditating a lot, going to yoga, doing things that are fun, whatever it is. So I pretty much am always good to manifest stuff. And then as soon as I want it, I just set the intention and I make a lot of lists. So Mm -hmm. what I like to do is get out a piece of paper and imagine that the relationship is already happening and write affirmations about it. Mm -hmm. So I would write things like, he makes me feel so good. We really love spending time together. We make each other laugh. We dance when we're cooking in the kitchen, like really even specific things like that, that make me feel good when I'm imagining them. Um, We help each other to grow. We're both on the same page about money, like whatever you want your relationship to be and feel like, but not with the specifics of the person. Yeah, like I never want to like limit the universe and say, oh, my person has to be exactly six feet tall with blue eyes and curly hair. And they have to have this job. Like, no, 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 that's not how it works. Especially if you're going to manifest your twin flame. They say there's only one twin flame out there for you. So you're not going to be able to decide those things. (laughs) You know how you want to feel and then the partner will come in. So that was essentially it. And I would just do that whenever it felt good. A lot of people ask me, do I do that every day? Is that Mm. something I do once and then I forget about it and let go. It's like, do it as often as it feels good and do it from a place of like, This is already mine. Now I'm just waiting for it to come. Not like I'm doing this so I can have it. I need it. I'm desperate. I hate this being single because I actually had a lot of resistance to the single life. It's never been my favorite. I'm Mm -hmm. not like a big flirt. I'm like a commitment girl. So I really like and cherish like partnership and long-term relationships. And I'm not one to like, I don't know, like have to enjoy like partying and sleeping around. Like that's just not my style. I've never liked it. Mm. So when I was single, I was like, oh, this is so lame. Why do people like this? I hate it. I have too much time by myself, all this stuff, which obviously I needed to go through that period. But as soon as I let go of my resistance around being single, and one day I was just like, you know, it's actually nice. I'm actually enjoying my time to myself. I don't have to answer to anyone. I don't have to communicate with anyone. I don't have to negotiate and like, um, compromise my life mm. or anything that I want you know for another person so once I made peace of being single he came like two weeks after that yeah right before he came I was seeing a lot of synchronicities because I'm one of those person one of those people that like kind of doesn't I have a part of me that really doesn't trust my life and a part of me that really does there's like mm. a split
0: that's so so part
1: of me, yeah, that doesn't trust is the one that created the one that does trust and manifests everything and sees all the signs because uh-huh. the untrusting one is always asking for signs and confirmation. Like, <laughs> when am I going to meet him? When is he coming? I really want him to come in. I don't know when he's coming. It doesn't feel like it. And no. then I get all the signs from the universe all day long, like numbers and synchronicities, yes. weird coincidences. And I'm just like, Okay. And then I relax for five minutes and then
0: I go back into my, oh, when is it happening? I don't know. And then I get another sign.
1: It's like a a never ending
0: cycle. I think that that's like such a good thing to be so open and honest about because like, honestly, like for someone that's in this space and teaches about manifestation and like law of attraction and all those sorts of principles. And obviously we'll dive a little bit more into exactly what it is that you do in a bit. But to have someone like honestly and openly say like, you do struggle with that sometimes. And like having that doubt and not necessarily feeling like you've got that trust at all times that the universe is delivering, even though it is what you deep down know to be true. I think it's so important that that voice is shared more and more often. And it is something that I try to be really honest about as well. Like sometimes you have those doubts, like you have those limiting beliefs, like ego comes up for all of us. Like it's not, you know, you want to figure out how to manifest, like life's just like on cloud nine, like 24 seven, like <laughs> of course you have those moments of doubt. And I think like you saying like that, you know, having those two different sides of you and, and understanding that and acknowledging it will be just like paramount for the babes that are listening because a lot of them, I do have a lot of girls reach out and say this, you know, where, you know, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying so hard and I'm trying to believe in it, but like, I still have those doubts and like to hear from someone like yourself, like that's okay. It doesn't mean you don't manifest. It doesn't mean you can't call in your dream partner or whatever it is that you're manifesting. It's all good. (laughs) It's like a weight lifts off their shoulders.
1: Yes. Um, it's so important to realize all the different parts that we have and the different splits that we have in our consciousness, because usually if you have any sort of internal battle or back and forth, you can identify two different parts of yourself. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times one part is born from the opposite part. So like Mm -hmm. the reason why I am so good at manifesting and so into manifesting and so obsessed with it is because I've always had the untrusting part Mm -hmm. and that part kind of created the opposite so I could have balance and like, because I didn't trust my life, I needed to find a way how to and so that's when I got into manifesting and when it was working. I was like, ah, it's working, you know, <laughs> so it's like, I still have those two parts. And I, I think self love is all about embracing all your parts not pushing away the one that doesn't believe in manifesting even if you're a manifesting teacher like me like i think we teach what we need to learn mm-hmm. so like i've yes. been learning it and that's why i teach it now because i used to be the least trusting person of my life you know oh my
0: gosh. yeah same <laughs> same like on the other side of this like I don't know if you know this story and I know our listeners will know but like I went through a full-on breakdown like because I didn't trust at all and I just sort of had to be on my shoulders like all the time and it took a breakdown for me to like I, I guess like be reborn out the other side of it with that version of me that like was so in line with the universe and so ready to manifest and just fully trusted but it doesn't again same as you like it doesn't mean that you know, those two sides aren't there at all times. Like they're just in, you know, in unison and like harmony as sort of you go through your life and you call in more that you want, but it doesn't mean that there aren't moments where that other side doesn't come up.
1: Yeah, and I think it's really important to honor the other side that doesn't seem like the favorable one because that side created the favorable one and usually the favorable one is like a coping mechanism to keep you alive. So think of it like this. This is probably the same for you as it was for me. If you don't trust in your life and you don't believe that it's gonna be okay and gonna work out, that ultimately is like, okay, why am I even gonna bother existing? Like it's too hard. I don't think it can work out Like you can get to that really, you can usually find a really, really dark place where that Part of you is coming from and so in order to cope with life in order to learn how to get excited about something That's when we got into manifesting. That's when we started doing it That's when we started learning and so when you can see that that maybe perceived negative part created that positive part You can find the value in both of them because they're both keeping you alive And like they both want you to be happy and have what you want It's just that one's worried that it won't happen and the other one is like girl we got this
0: Yes. Oh, so good. I love it. And it's like not about like not demonizing that side. And again, something that I've talked about where it's like, you know, realizing like you're limiting beliefs, like they actually do serve you. Like ego does serve you because it's highlighting places where you can grow, where you can evolve, like things that need to shift in your life. And like, have, like you said, like having that side, like both of them are still working for you. And it's about realizing you know, don't label one as being bad and one as being amazing. Like just appreciate both sides of them and be grateful for them and know that they make up you as a whole.
1: Yes, and I it really triggers me when people are like, ego is the enemy, like don't listen. Because like, first of all, that's a part of you. So if you're labeling any part of you as an enemy, you're declaring war on yourself, which is not that productive and doesn't feel great. You know, it's better to be like, okay, my ego is here for a reason. Mm -hmm. I will listen to it. I'm going to reason with it. But that doesn't mean I have to let it like rule my life because I also have this other part, which is my higher self. I Mm -hmm. also have this other part, which is this. So like we are everything and we have to start embracing that we're everything and not just like pretending that we're just this one part when we also have the exact opposite inside of us
0: oh so good that is like just been said so perfectly I love it and it's so in divine timing because honestly I, I did a yoga class this morning and I was walking home and I was listening to a podcast by Ed Milet who is incredible. I don't know if you've heard of his podcast, but he's incredible. Um, and he was talking about the different patterns that you have in your life and how essentially like even the patterns that you've got going in your life that might be, you know, quote unquote negative, like worrying or stressing and things like that. He said, they are born out of an, a necessity to serve you. Like you worrying about something is still in a way trying to serve you like it's trying to keep you focused on something that you need to make sure that you don't forget you know he said even you know having your patterns where maybe somebody says something and it triggers you and you you dive straight into this like negative spiral and you get sort of angry and you back out of the conversation like that again is still born out of trying to serve you essentially like does it necessarily get you closer to where you want to go no but the patterns are there to serve you because basically, you know, you being negative and retreating from that, it stops you having to go through that conversation. And although it doesn't get you where you want to go, like at the time, it pulls you out of something you don't want to be in. And it's these patterns that we have, which essentially are like we just talked about, like the two different sides of you, like different things going on at all times. They are from a place of wanting to serve you. And although it might not have the outcome or the result that you want, like starting to recognize when those patterns come up or when that side of you does come up and learning how to deal with it rather than just like shunning it and thinking, oh my gosh, not this negative, horrible side of me again. It's like, no, like learn to embrace it. Like, thanks, man. Like, hey, ego, like I see you, like I see you showing up. I know why you're here. Like I appreciate, you know, the warning or the limiting belief, but now I can see room to grow and now I can see where I can evolve or what I can do differently. So yeah, thanks for diving into that because I feel like that was just something that really, it needs more attention. And I think it's really good that we went there for sure.
1: Yeah. I'm glad we touched on that too, because I think in this self-development space in this manifesting law of attraction world it's so never talked about (laughs) and a lot of teachers can make you feel like you're not allowed to ever feel bad because then you'll manifest bad things you're not allowed to go into your heavy emotions because then you'll be in a low vibrational state like no 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 you have to go there in order to integrate stuff in order to feel better in the long term okay you're playing a long-term high vibe game So if you're feeling shitty in a moment, it's better to feel that shittiness and cry it out and get it, release it, move through it, than to suppress it. And then it keeps coming back up for years and years and years and building until you have like a crisis or something
0: totally so with you on that and it links in so much with all like the different universal laws and things you know like universal law of polarity like things going wrong for a reason like it's not actually going wrong it's actually going right even though it doesn't seem like it's going right like it might not be what you expected but it's showing you what you don't want so you can get clear on what you do want and then you know like your universal law of rhythm like how we're all cyclical and all the things that we're going through like thinking that you have to be in this high vibe state 24 7 365 and you can never come down essentially that in itself is playing placing so much pressure on you that you're going to end up building like resistance around it anyway. And you're going to start to the the pressure builds and like that in itself, like having that pressure and feeling like you have to all the time. And if you have a, a, you know, quote unquote bad moment that then spawns that low vibrational state, even though you're so focused on being high vibe. So it's kind of like, you know, it outdoes itself anyway. So I think having that Freedom to be like, yeah, it's cool. Like, if I have a low vibe moment, doesn't matter. Like, you know, keep going. Like you said, like we're playing the long game. It's not, you know, all about the short game. Yeah.
1: And it's especially dangerous if you consider high vibe to mean happiness and low vibe to mean like sadness or fear. Because to me, I'm learning how to get to a place where I'm in high vibe no matter how I feel. Even mm-hmm. if I'm angry, I'm still high vibe. Even if I'm sad, I'm still high vibe. Meaning, I have a really high vibration all the time, even if I'm in heavy emotions because I'm not resisting them. Resistance is what lowers your vibration and clogs you down. But if you're feeling painful emotions without resisting them, it's a
0: completely different experience. So good. Oh my gosh. So good. So for someone that's going through that, so for say for someone that's going through, you know, something shitty's happened in their life and they're just feeling really crap about it. They're feeling angry. They're feeling sad. Like they don't even know how to really put like a word on what it is that they're feeling. How would you say that they can start to accept that feeling and release the resistance around it? So they let go of that, like clogginess that we were just talking about. And they are still high vibe, even though they might be in a, you know, a lower emotional state or a more negative emotional state.
1: Yeah, I think the first step is to stop labeling some emotions as good ones or positive ones and some emotions as bad ones and negative ones. Mm. There are no positive or negative emotions. There's just all these emotions and they only... Feel different. They're contrasting, but one's not necessarily better than the other until you make it that way in your mind. It's just a judgment, it's just a label. So if you can learn to accept all emotions as valid and realize that they're all trying to serve you in some way, it's like your meter for judging, like how close you are to your goals or if you're on your right path or if someone crosses your boundaries like your emotions are always giving you information so even if they're heavy it's still serving you to get to where you want to go in some capacity so (laughs) that's like step number one I think is stop labeling them realize they all have a good reason for being there Mm. and then when they come up like just let them come up if you Mm. need to scream into your pillow like scream into your fucking pillow if you need to smash watermelons like I did when I went through my last up like smash some fucking watermelons. <laughs> it will help you release anger. I promise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you like throwing them down or were you like smashing them between your legs, you know how girls. Put them I in literally watermelon to my
1: house because I was living with my parents at the time, and I would I came home with three watermelons, and I was like, Dad, do you have a sledgehammer? And he just oh. looks at me and he's like what do you need it for? And I was like, well, I'm about to smash the shit out of these watermelons. And I went in the backyard and I got the hammer and I was just like destroying them. So I was listening like angry music in my headphones. Man, that was a good day. Because before that day, I was feeling so sad. But then as soon as I got mad about it, I took my power back. I got angry. I smashed the shit out of some watermelons. I threw some water balloons against the wall. And then the next day I was like, I'm feeling much better.
0: Exactly. (laughs) You let it out. You didn't feel like you just had to hold on to it. You
1: can't (laughs) trap emotions in your body. They will seep out in unconscious ways if you don't deal with them when they want to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. And the thing about experiences or emotions is, I just gave it away, is that emotions are meant to be experiences. And like, that's the whole reason why you came here and wanted to be a human. You don't want everything to just be happy all the time. You wouldn't even First of all, you wouldn't even feel happy. You would just feel bored because everything would be the same all the time. And second of all, you wouldn't even know what happiness was without sadness.
0: Again, yes. Like the universe all all of it. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: have to embrace embrace all of it if you want to make your life easier and to enjoy it more.
0: So true. That's so true. That's something that was like pivotal when I learned it. Like, again, like without... Without light, there's no darkness. Without darkness, there's no light. Like, without happiness, you don't know sadness. Without sadness, how would you know what happy was? Like, all those sorts of things. It teaches you just such a different appreciation for them. Um, Oh, I just love that. I really, really love it. And I just love, like, you know, the importance that you place on emotions and, like, you know, letting out that energy because it is, like, you know, your energy and your vibrational level physically manifesting. Like, that's you having a human experience. Like, embrace that. Like, don't feel like you need to squash it down. Um that's epic. And so was there any other steps that you had around what we were just talking about like actually moving through that and then owning, you know, that feeling and like still staying like high vibe when you're feeling like that?
1: Yeah, what I like to do is if the the heavy emotions that I experience the most are stress frustration um, sadness so the way for me to express those emotions and get them out of my body is to just relax my body I'll do it in a comfy place like in the bathtub or somewhere where I can be really relaxed and feel like really safe in my bed I'll get all nice and warm I'll drink some tea and then I'll just lay down and I will just let the emotion come up and I'll just cry Like, my body will shake if it needs to shake. Like, I'll just really go there Mm -hmm. until I feel it start to lighten up. And then I just naturally start to relax after that because it's pushing it down that makes it hard. You know, it's not allowing it. It, That makes it hard. It's suppressing it. It's saying when you're feeling something heavy and you're saying, this is wrong, I shouldn't be feeling that way. That's one way to feel really bad about how you're feeling. But if you want to just allow all your feelings, then you can be like, okay, Anyone who's in this situation that I'm in would be feeling like this right now. You have to validate your own emotions and then self-soothe. How Mm -hmm. can you, after you validate the emotion and you feel the emotion, how can you give yourself the love and the care and the support that you would want like your mom to give you in that moment or like your best friend or your lover, like support yourself the way that you want other people to support you and you will be like unstoppable.
0: So good. So true. So there's so, there's so much value in that. Like so, so much value in that. I love it. And in terms of like that self-love and that self-care, like I feel like, you know, self-love and self-care, like it's, it's become very, you know, like hashtag self-care, like hashtag Um, self-love. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, I love it. And I love that we're all spreading that message, but I think sometimes it can get, you know, a little bit distorted, what that actually means. And sometimes like self, self self-love might mean, to like, you know, it can start to become the sort of message like self-love, like when go to manicure, but I'm feeling like really stressed. I'm actually upset. Like I kind of feel like I'm going to cry, but my nails look good. Like, you know, yes. this isn't actually, you know, self-love because you're not actually listening to what it is that you need. And so I kind of want to dive into that with you. Cause obviously this is like yeah. your area, like this is what, you know, you focus on and um, you know, what does that look like? What, what does self-love and self-care actually look like? You know, how you're just saying like, you know, what you would want from your mom or from your best friend or your lover, like, what does that look like when you do it for yourself?
1: Yeah, that's such a great question. For me, I've been realizing that self-love is really being able to have my own back at all times, being able to connect with my inner child and realize like my innocence and my purity that like lives in my heart. And that way I never judge myself and I never um, get mad at myself anymore. I mean, in my human ego, of course I get mad at myself, but when I step into my broader perspective, I can be like, ah, oh, I was just doing the best that I could. I can be so much more understanding, so much more uncompassionate, uncompa- not uncompassionate. Cause that's how I used to be. <laughs> let's be clear about that. um, And, yeah, I feel like self-love is all about, like, loving yourself on a deep level. Self-care is more like the get your nails done, take a bubble bath, eat great. But that is a natural side effect or byproduct of self-love. Or it's something people do to try and obtain self-love, but it doesn't work because you're working from the outside in instead of the inside out. Yeah. So a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym to love myself. But are you really going to the gym because you feel guilty? Yes. Are you really going to the gym to try and change your body? Are you actually going to the gym because your boyfriend said you didn't look great in that dress? Like that's mm-hmm. not self-love. Self-love is when you go to the gym to take care of yourself, to feel the blood pumping in your body, to nourish yourself, not when you go from a sponsoring energy of fear or guilt or shame or lack.
0: So true, so So, true.
1: Like self-care can kind of like masquerade as something that it's not. Like a lot of people who really, really, really don't love themselves try to do all those self-care things because they feel bad about how much they don't love themselves.
0: Mm. Does that make sense? Definitely. Like
1: if you did love yourself, you would naturally do those things from a place of inspiration and love. But Mm -hmm. if you don't love yourself, then you're doing those things out of obligation to try and make up for your lack of self-love.
0: Yes. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I get questions about this a lot. I did record a podcast episode on it a while ago in terms of, you know, manifesting your health and fitness goals and health and wellness goals. And it is something that I know that a lot of people will want more information on because, basically how I see it is like, you know, if you're manifesting, you know, a specific health or a fitness goal, like say you wanted to lose like five kilos or 10 kilos or whatever it was, when you come from that place of obligation, guilt, not loving yourself, hating the skin that you're in, feeling like you're not worthy enough, the end, like until you lose that amount of weight, the energy that you have around it is all that sort of energy that basically puts up a lot of resistance around it. Like it's all that low vibe energy anyway, because you're coming at it from a place of, you know, self-hatred and guilt and anger and all those sorts of things. So it makes it harder to manifest. Whereas when you actually come from that space of like, I love myself. Like I'm doing this because I'm so worthy. Like I want to honor my beautiful body. You manifest your goals so much faster. Would you agree?
1: Yes, I totally agree because I feel like, first of all, the only reason why you're trying to manifest losing 10 kilos or whatever is because you think when you do it, you'll love yourself more. Mm -hmm. So why don't you just skip that part start with the self-love and then in that higher vibrational state, the weight will naturally go off your body. Like you won't have to try to manifest it. Like you'll already be an energetic match to it. Yeah. Does that make sense? So I feel like everyone's just doing it backwards and people are putting a ton of conditions in front of their Mm self-love. So they're saying When I lose 10 kilos, I'll love myself. When I make it to the gym every single day for a whole year, I'll love myself. When I am nicer at work, I'll love myself. Mm. When I make a million dollars, I'll love myself. Like whatever it is, these are all blockages. These are all resistance. It's stopping the natural flow of love that you could be having for yourself, but you don't have it because you're saying you will only have it once you do A, B, or C.
0: Yeah, definitely, and I feel like those that two little combination of words, like when I, yes. changes everything. You put <laughs> that does. before the thing. Like, just ditch those. Like, get rid of when and I. Like, don't put those together, and you'll be fine. <laughs> just <move laughs> <bring> self-love. <yourself> <laughs> so yeah. much, better, way better way to approach it. No, I love that. And. There's just so much value in that. And I know that the babes listening will really get so much out of that because again, it isn't something that's spoken about and like we know, talking about before. And I do love the way that social media is starting to shift. Like a lot of these things are starting to come up and that acceptance of yourself and loving yourself is starting to come up. But I feel like for a really long time, it was not there. And there was a lot of, you know, like fits and all that sort of thing. And that, you know, it does serve its place. Like, you know, online workouts and all those sorts of things. And, you know, fitness models and people selling all those sorts of things online. Like that's amazing. And that's great. Like it really helps in a lot of ways. However, for a lot of people, it did create a lot of that. Like I'll love myself when I look like that person or I'll love myself when I can do that sort of thing, rather than you know how, what we were just talking about is like actually coming from that place of love first. And then the rest just kind of falls into place.
1: Yes. Love first, the rest falls into place, which is like about manifesting anything, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to, Figure out why do you actually want that thing? If you want a new Tesla, why do you want it? Is it going to make your life more fun? Is it going to make you seem more bougie? Like, I don't know. What is it? What is that feeling that you want to feel from it? And how can you just start embodying and practicing that feeling now? Exactly. And then you'll be a vibrational match to the car and then it will come as a side effect.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But it'll be easier and more
0: enjoyable <laughs> yeah. but Every, and yes exactly right like your life instantly becomes more enjoyable you're not coming from that place of lack you're not coming from that place of desperation and instead like you're already like whole and complete and loving everything as you are and then everything else is just a beautiful side effect like I always say this I'm like it's either this or something better like the best is always yet to come and when you can feel into that when you can because I always say this you know like You only have the now, like all you ever have is this present moment, like the future and what you think, like, it's great, you know, set your intentions and manifest all the things like that's magic. And I love it, but don't put that, you know, that sense of happiness or that sense of fulfillment or that sense of like, I am enough in those things. Like realize that you are enough. You are happy. You are fulfilled. Like life is abundant. Life is beautiful. There's so much to be grateful for in this moment. And then everything else is just a beautiful add on. And I think when you can do that, that's where your vibrations really do rise. And then that is when you really do call in those things, as you said, as a side effect, when you can really feel into it as though it's already happened before it does, you know how amazing it is, you know how amazing it feels, and then you just call them in. And that's how it just gets so much easier.
1: Yep. Manifesting made easy right there, peeps.
0: Yeah. Manifesting is easy. <laughs> so I do want to circle back a teeny tiny little bit. because This has been magic and I love the way that it's flowing, but something that you said like way back and I just want to like just a quick little detour Um, when you were talking about how you went through, you know, like a really low time. And I know that as well, you know, you went through, you know, a stage of depression and everything like that in your life. And I love now that you're all about, and I love this. I read it on your website and you said, I'm all about like squeezing the awesomeness out of life. Like I think that that is just beautiful. Mm -hmm. And basically, you know, I want to sort of talk about, you know, you went through that rough stage and it may or may not be connected, but how you said you sort of went through a really rough point and then you came out the other side with those psychic abilities like as a psychic medium and I kind of want to touch on that and the first question that I want to ask you and you know, I want to know as much as the people listening will want to know, but you know, in terms of your psychic abilities like which way do they lie? Like the three are you like, you know, clairaudient, are you oh, yeah. are you clairvoyant? <laughs> like dive into that, like tell us what it's all about and tell us how that happened, like how you made that shift and essentially how you realized like oh shit, like I can do this all of a sudden. What was that like?
1: (laughs) Oh man, I wish I could tell you that there was like one moment where I realized, but it was kind of like hints were happening. Things were, I was just starting to know things without having any good reason to know them or any like um, pre-knowledge or any hints or any tips. Like um, one of the first experiences that I had was Um, A mentor of mine showed me how to do, uh, what's the name that they call it, where you can hold an object and then get psychic visions. Um, It's called psychometry, psychometry. Okay. So
0: I was like, I can't help you, you. sorry. (laughs)
1: Sorry, I was talking to myself. There's like, this is like a really old kind of like witchy practice where you can like take someone's heirloom and then like hold it Mm. and focus on it. And then you can get images of what that person was like or Mm. something that happened to them. And so somebody taught me how to do this. And the first time I did it, it was really successful. And I was like, whoa, that's a cool party trick. But it wasn't really like helpful. It was just like, whoa, this is cool. And so I started practicing it. Like, whenever I would meet new people that I didn't know anything about, I would be like, hey, do you wear that watch a lot? And they'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, uh, can I see it? And they're like, sure, why? I'm like, oh, I just want to like, do this new thing that I'm practicing I'm gonna like see if I can do like a little psychic reading for you and then people are always like okay because everyone wants to know about this, right so then I would like take the watch and just like meditate for a second and then I get images that come to my mind and I would see like one of their childhood memories or I would know how many siblings they have or I would feel like how they're feeling right now like weird 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 things like that and that's when I realized okay girl you're fucking psychic and I have a friend who's very very psychic and he's one of the most psychic people I know he has all the clear gifts all of them he receives information in a bajillion ways and like he was kind of like testing me and like seeing what I could do. And he was like, yeah, girl, you're a psychic as fuck. And I was like, cool. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was kind of like it, I guess. But then, yeah, I talked to my dead grandpa once because another medium was also a mentor. She encouraged me like, don't be scared. Because when I first learned through a shaman, he told me that I was a psychic medium slash Mm -hmm. channel. And I was like, okay, the channel thing, I can get behind. That makes sense. Like when I write my books, I feel like I'm channeling information. When I speak on podcasts, I feel like I'm channeling information. Like it's not coming from me. It's coming through me, right? So that I was like, okay, I get that. And then the psychic thing, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty intuitive. I get that. But then he was like, but also – A lot of channels, some channels are mediums, which means you can channel spirits. And I was like, well, fuck that shit. That is scary. I do not want anything to do with that. That's not right. Like, I would know by now. I'm 25. I would know if I could talk to dead people. Okay. Like, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. Whatever. And then. That's (laughs) not me. (laughs) That's like Not for me. Moving on. Next thing. (laughs) And then I had this weird dream. That was, like, a dream, but, like, not a dream, where you're, like, half asleep, half awake. And.
0: Uh, like, lucid
1: dreaming? Kind of. Like, long story short, in my dream, I ended up at the cemetery. And then all of a sudden, I felt like I wasn't sleeping anymore. I was back in my room, in my body. And all these ghosts from the cemetery were in my room, standing around my bed in a semicircle. And they weren't bad or scary. They were just, like, see-through people. Like, that's how I saw them in my mind. I didn't. I, my eyes weren't open. I wasn't looking in the room. But I imagine. I imagine this. This is how my information comes through. Like in my um, third eye, basically. Mm. So I saw all these people standing around my bed and they didn't say anything verbally, but I could tell they were just there because they needed me to be the messenger. Mm. They wanted me to tell people on earth things like messages, right? I needed to be the medium. So I felt like I was being summoned and I wake up from this dream and I'm like, Fuck that shit! I go on Pinterest. I'm like, go to your happy place. Go to your happy place. Just think about it. Like, turn on all the lights. I was like, no, no. no right in Pinterest. <laughs> I was like, mm, yeah. Let's just hope that was just a dream. It doesn't mean anything. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. And then, of course, I run into my mentor, like, a few days later. And I'm, like, so I had this dream. I feel like I'm being summoned to, like, talk to dead people. And she was, like, oh, yeah, honey, they're totally summoning you. Like, don't even worry about it. It's a gift. Like, you can help people. Don't be scared. Like, just mm-hmm. fucking do it. Like, you already know how to channel. Just try to channel someone that you know that's dead. And I was, like, okay, no big deal. Like, I'll just try that. <laughs> I'll just talk to Gramps. <laughs> yeah. I'll just talk to Gramps. I'll just call them up. one 800 Whatever. So... <laughs> So I just kind of, I don't know, it was, it was like, I didn't really have to think about how to do it. I just went into a little meditative state. I was like, grandpa, where are you at? And then I could just sense he was Mm -hmm. there. I didn't hear a voice. I didn't see a person physically, but I had this knowing. Yeah, I was like, he's here. So then I did it the first time I channeled Was through writing, so I was writing to him, and then he was responding through me. So I have the whole conversation written down on paper, and that was the first experience that I had um, communicating with people on the other side. And then a couple more things have happened. A couple more really long stories that I could go into, but honestly, I'm very new to the whole thing. This is just opened up. I don't offer like these services to people yet. Cause I don't know if I can really do it on demand. Like sometimes it just comes through and I pick up on things and other times I'm just a regular person and I just kind of shut it off. So it just depends. Yeah. But to answer your question about the gifts. So I guess I would say I have a clair knowing, which I think is called claircognizance. cognizant. So yeah. I, I can basically know the thoughts of the dead person and that's how I can give them to you. Um, I also have clairvoyance which is when you see things in your third eye in your imagination mm. and then kind of clairsentience not in like a physical body way but like because a lot of times clairsentience is like when you can feel things in your body like something that happened to a person or whatever but I get goosebumps a lot as confirmation when I'm right about stuff mm. like confirmation from spirit and I also just know things in my body it, it's not even like a thought, like I just know it in my body. Yeah. So those are the main ways that I get information in my mind, in my
0: imagination, and then in my body. So cool. That's amazing. I literally love like hearing those sorts of stories and <laughs> the experiences that I've like had like that in my in my life as well. And it seems to be happening more and more the more I open up to it. But hearing like that full progression from like where you've been, how that happened, what it's looking like for you is amazing. And I think for those listening, like it's a really good um, reminder. Like if you're starting to feel those gifts and you're starting to pick up on them, like start to be open and receptive to them. And I think, you know, that's exactly what you did. And it's a beautiful thing that you obviously had your mentor who kind of like encouraged that when you were kind of in that like, oh shit, go to Pinterest sort of phase. (laughs) Oh shit, (laughs) talking to dead people, I'm asleep. No thanks. No, but is that like, honestly, from what I've heard and what I know, like essentially like everyone's got those gifts and it's just about sort of, you know, learning how to unlock them and learning how to be open to them and letting those messages come through. Is that kind of like in your life, do you feel like that's something that's kind of, it's always been there a little bit like under the surface, but maybe just didn't have that attention paid to it or wasn't really letting that sort of message come through until you were?
1: Yeah, I feel like there's some truth to that. Like, I feel like everyone has the capacity and the ability to have psychic gifts and everybody has innately different gifts. It's like, some people are amazing at dancing. Some people are amazing at singing. Everyone can dance and everyone can sing, but that doesn't mean you're fucking like gifted at it, you know? <laughs> Not everyone feels <laughs> Like, do <things. laughs> it doesn't mean you're like Andrea Bocelli or whatever, like, he has gifted, you know? So it's yeah. like, like that I feel like like my gifts are obviously like channeling seeing things in my mind and to me that's like my gift that I was like bestowed with or whatever that now Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to cultivate but I don't know I guess before I just wasn't aware of it and I think like your life doesn't give you things until you can handle them Yeah. also so like maybe I couldn't handle talking to dead people when I was 12 or maybe I wasn't ready to like know everything about everyone when I was little Mm -hmm. you know That's so so true. I feel like it just all happens in the right timing, even if you don't really understand it, because we have such a limited perspective being like a small little human in this huge big universe.
0: Yeah totally totally and like as these things come up like it's just this massive it's like seems like such a massive shift but it may have just been something that's kind of like always been there but because we are experiencing the way that we are experiencing it's like holy shit like this massive thing but you know to just know that it's all happening in divine timing and as you say like you maybe weren't ready for it back then like you weren't the version of you that you needed to be to receive it and um obviously now you are which is exciting so might be a bit of a shift in what it is that you do and the services (laughs) that you (laughs) bring your audience Mm, because that's a pretty epic sort of way to be going and way to be moving things so that's amazing. And in terms of like what you're doing now, so you've just launched your new course, Radical Self Love, which is so exciting. So, obviously, you know, through this whole episode, and it's been incredible. Like, I've literally loved talking to you so much. Like, I honestly, like I said at the beginning, I feel like we could do like a, a series. Yes, like, we we'll do, do it once a month. Reading. I'll just be on, we'll pick a new topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many things that we could dive into. But, um, you know, obviously, through this, like, we've talked a lot about like your emotions and self love and having that love for yourself. So obviously that's such an important thing to you and of course you know you've got your course around it so talk to us a little bit about what that course is like and you know the main things that are just so important to you when you're on that journey to radical self-love.
1: Yeah, I guess it was inspired because recently I've been really diving deep into my own self love and trying to discover all the best self love practices and techniques. And I feel like I found a lot of really good ones. And that's what I put into the course. So the course is kind of like a collection of practices. Mm -hmm. And one of them is like how to feel your emotions, like kind of what I was talking about before. Another one is like, Learning how to ask yourself the question, what would someone who loves themselves do in any single situation every day of your whole life? Like, they're all, like, very practical things that you can do. You'll have the opportunity to apply them to your life, like, a million times a day. When I first came up with the idea of the course, it came to me in a book, and I wanted to title it, like, A Million One Ways to Love Yourself. Not because there's a million and one techniques, but because from the core foundational techniques, you have like a million opportunities to apply them and actually do them and actually love yourself when you're having an unloving moment. Every unloving moment is an opportunity to practice self-love.
0: So good. That is so true. So, so true. Always an opportunity in the moments that maybe feel the worst.
1: Yeah. So the course is just all about, Really, the main focus is how can you connect with the part of yourself that already loves you unconditionally? How can Mm -hmm. you see yourself through the eyes of source? Because as soon as you can do that, you don't have to do all the other bullshit that you're trying to do to love yourself because you will actually see that you're already created perfect, that everything about you is valid. Everything has a reason. You're always like doing your best and you'll be like, wow. I'm really amazing for making it this far. I'm Mm. really brave for feeling my feelings. I'm really innocent for having this inner child. I'm really beautiful for showing up the way that I show up in the world. Like it's really an inner thing. Mm. Um, The course really doesn't touch too much about on like the body or like self-pleasuring. It's not like that type of self-love. It's yeah. like actually how do I love my personality? Yeah. How do I love my soul? How do I love my traits? How do I love my actual self? And then from that, you will learn how to love your body because that's a part of yourself. So Perfect. Yeah.
0: definitely. And I honestly think that the world needs more of that. Like and you know, thank you for sharing that message because it is really, really needed. And yeah, I'm just excited for you. I think it's amazing that you've launched that. Um, and obviously for our gorgeous Strong Babes, you have been delightful and given a little option for a discount if they want to go and find out more and they want to go and join you on the journey to radical self-love. So that is super exciting. And we will definitely put the link to that one in the show notes as well. And they can use the code STRONGBABE in order to get a nice little discount when it comes to enrolling. So if you're interested in finding out more about how to start to really love yourself from that internal place, definitely go and check those show notes because we'll put all the details down there as well but yeah so exciting hun Um, I do want to wrap it up just one more little question for you and what that would be is this so if there was one piece of advice that you could leave our babes with today in order to help them to manifest the fulfilled life the the love for themselves that they so deserve and so desire you know if they could leave them with that one piece of advice for just manifesting all that they are so worthy of what would it be?
1: Okay, let me channel this for the click. So I'm going to tap in for a sec. Okay, they're saying you're doing your best and always remember that. So don't be too hard on yourself. Stop overthinking it and play the long-term feel-good game. Don't, um, like, sacrifice how you're authentically feeling in this moment to pretend to feel better Like allow all of your emotions to be valid so that you can actually work through them and in the long term feel better, hence raise your vibration, hence become such a vibrational match to things that all you have to do is set the intention and it's already done.
0: Oh my gosh, I love that! Actual goosebumps. (laughs) Channeling that. Thank you so much. I, I know that that's going to be really well received by those that are listening. And as always, I know that my girls are always listening for a reason. Like there is a reason that they've tuned into this episode. There is a reason that they've received these messages, and there's a reason that they've connected with both yourself and me. So. I'm just so grateful for that. Thank you for coming on the show. And this has been an absolute pleasure. Um, For those that want to connect with you further, they want to find out more about you, more about your courses, everything that you do, where's the best place for them to come and find you?
1: Yeah. So the best place where basically my whole internet online hub is is kelseyaida.com and my last name or i should say my middle name is aida like the italian opera because a lot of people don't know how to spell it it's (laughs) aida so kelseyaida.com that's my blog my book is on there my courses are on there everything about me is there and then
0: i'm Aida on instagram and i'm there a lot so friend me on instagram Yeah. Brilliant. Definitely. And we'll definitely put all of the information about that in the show notes. So it's super easy for people to come and find you. So that's amazing. But my love, thank you so much for coming on the show. It has been invaluable. I have loved it. I know the listeners will love it. And oh, I'm just excited for you sharing all of your beautiful light with the world. It's amazing.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And I loved our combo.